Breadbox Media Programming is brought to you by Jack Kane Ford. Find your next Ford Tough vehicle at KaneFord.com. Woodhill Community Center. Have a hand in the heart of the city. Support their mission with your donations at WoodhillCommunityCenter.org. Toyota in Nicholasville Superstore. Online consultants are standing by right now to help you find your next Toyota. Visit ToyotaOnNicholasville.com. Lexus of Lexington, home of the best-selling Lexus IS. Find yours today at LexusOfLexington.com. Did you know that half of America is single? Hollywood has never produced anything like this before. The Dating Project, a groundbreaking documentary that follows five single people, ages 18 to 40, as they search for authentic and meaningful relationships. There is no script. There are no actors. These are real people trying to find love and happiness in an age of swiping left or right. From Empower Pictures, Paulist Productions, Family Theater Productions, and Pure Flix. You can now own The Dating Project. Save the date by visiting thedatingprojectmovie.com and go a step further and help others in your circle date differently by partnering with Ascension Press. Visit shop.ascensionpress.com to acquire the companion study guide. The Dating Project movie is now available on DVD and digital download on Amazon, iTunes, and Walmart. Please visit thedatingprojectmovie.com for details. And guys, we want to just thank all of those who have gone on to thrivinginthetrenches.com and have chosen to become supporters of the podcast. We truly do appreciate what you've done for us. The sexual ethics of the culture is just taken for granted. They never even consider that this all might be a lie, you know, that, that we're living in a house of cards. We are women encouraging and equipping women to universally and uniquely serve Christ in their feminine vocation. By embracing joy, laughter, freedom, and friendship, we are seeking to thrive in the trenches of our domestic churches. Welcome to Thriving in the Trenches podcast. This is Becky Carter. And this is Megan Shriver. You are listening to episode number 50. And as only the Holy Spirit can plan this, our 50th episode seems to line up with our topic. Uh, We are having a special guest today, and he is a film producer, and we're going to be talking about the film Unprotected, which looks at the last 50 years of Humanae Vitae and the results of the sexual revolution. Joining us today is Don Johnson. Don is an author, speaker, radio show host, and a filmmaker. After spending over 20 years in Protestant evangelistic work, including extensive experience as an inner city youth worker and young adult pastor, he entered the Catholic Church in 2015. Don has a BA in Theology, Missions, and Intercultural Studies from San Jose Christian College, a Master's in Christian Apologetics from Biola University, and a Master's in Theology from Franciscan University of Steubenville. He's also done graduate work in the Evangelism Program at Multnomah Seminary and the Philosophy of Religion Program at Talbot School of Theology. Don's latest film is Unprotected. 
and his book, How to Talk to a Skeptic, an easy-to-follow guide for natural conversations and effective apologetics, is published out of Bethany House. Don's interests include hosting tours of the Holy Land, and he and his wife have four children and live in Southern California. Don, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. Don, we are really thrilled to have you here. And um, But first, I would just like our guests, other than that very... Um, impressive bio there. <laughs> just have a little bit, uh, just get to know you a little bit more on a, on a personal level. Just how, what it says, your bio says you're a convert. How did you get there? And then what led you into making films for the Catholic Church? Yeah, well, as you're as you're listing all of those things, Becky and Megan, I'm thinking, man, I've, I have been involved in a lot of things and I didn't really plan out any of those things, really. It's sort of like a bounce from one to another. Uh, I, uh, I grew up on a farm in Canada and didn't really plan on traveling the world or doing any of this stuff, but um, made a decision early on in, in uh, my 20s to follow Jesus wholeheartedly, and that led me to some inner city work. And really, a couple of decades of evangelism and uh, social work kind of stuff. Primarily evangelism, though. That was that was sort of my my main thing. And I got involved in apologetics and uh, debating with atheists, and got involved in the radio. Sort of fell into that. And it was really teaching the Bible and debating atheists that caused me to dig into the history of philosophy, the history of Christianity, uh, really dig into theology, into scripture. And that ultimately led me to the Catholic Church. Uh, again, not something I was setting out to do, not something I wanted to do at all, really. It caused a Frankly, it was a pain in my backside to to, uh, to become Catholic. Um, still, I mean, still kind of. I mean, 2015 is not that long ago. It still has uh, has had repercussions. Um, but along the way of becoming Catholic, I knew I, I knew I needed to have something to sort of give to people. Here I am, this Protestant evangelist, you know, I was preaching, working in churches. I knew that was going to go away. But also, my family was going to have a lot of questions, and and I didn't. I had just finished writing a book, and I didn't want to do that again. And I had a buddy in Hollywood uh, who made documentaries, and I'm like, "Hey, why don't why don't we make a film about this?" And he's like, "No, nah, I don't know. I don't know. That sounds pretty." He's like, "Yeah, yeah, let's do it." So we scraped together just you know a few dollars to make a trailer, and one thing led to another, and we ended up as filmmakers. And so we made Convinced, which is a, a story of conversion to the Catholic Church, and we ended up God really opened up a lot of doors, and that has become. Uh, a really neat tool um, and quite a, a popular film in certain circles uh, about conversion to the Catholic Church. And so as I was sort of coming into the church, I that's how I got into filmmaking, making all of uh, talking to a lot of people around the country who had similar backgrounds to mine, basically. So uh, either they were uh, Protestant or hard atheists, uh, and they became Catholic. And so yeah, in, in a short version, that's how I uh, sort of got into filmmaking and and became a Catholic. Well, yeah, I've actually seen the film Convinced, and it was about five minutes ago that I put two and two together. Oh, <laughs> that was there you. you. Go. <laughs> I, you know, sometimes I can be a little slow down here in Arkansas. We we do things <laughs> slower than uh, those people in the Northeast. But I did see that film. I was very excited. When um, the trailer had come out, and um, you did, the Lord definitely opened some doors because you were able to bring in some, some really, I guess, bigger names, if you want to say, in in our Catholic faith. So, um, 
that's exciting. It, it is a good film, and I definitely recommend it for our, our listeners. You know, we'll put it in the show notes on how they can get to it. Yeah, thanks. That's great. I, I love that story. And I, I, you know, what you led with, too, was, well, I didn't really plan any of this. But isn't that the way we're supposed to live? I mean, aren't we supposed to really lean into God's goodness and leading us through this adventure of life. <laughs> so I, I give a lot of credit to you because I'm, I'm definitely one that likes to do more of the planning and, and uh, you know, leave less of the planning to God. And of course, we, we know how that ends up. And then ultimately, I surrender, but probably could have a little <laughs> bit more fun along the way if I took your advice and, and went that path. Well, you know, it's let me I want to actually <laughs> let me jump in there. Because, you know, on one hand, I hear you talking like that. And, and it, it all did really start with, you know, in my early 20s, I was in this car accident and I woke up in, in the hospital. And I'm like, you know, what have I really done with my life? Or what do I what am I thinking about doing? And it was, you know, get some money, you know, have a nice career and all that stuff. And I said, you know, Jesus, you know, whatever you want to do, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. And I've had to go back on that because in a sense, people look at what has happened since then and they think, man, Don, you've had a lot of experiences and and yeah, but I'll tell you what, I mean, I woke up this morning, I'm like, oh, wouldn't it be nicer just to have a little more security and a little more of a plan? And I'm still like, even today, I... On one hand, I'm still fighting that battle. Like, okay, we just need to put it in God's hands again this hour. And, you know, it's a constant struggle. Um, so I'm with you. I, it's not like I'm uh, I'm real happy always not, not having a hard plan. <laughs> no, you know what? That's a really good point, right? Because don't we, we can often do that. Like I'm, I'm hearing that soundbite that, you know, that you gave us. And I'm thinking, wow, that's so great. You know, what? why can't I have that faith and just live with a little bit of more, you know, freedom in that? And yes, I've had moments, of course, where I have clearly doing the podcast was a big leap of faith in doing doing that. But, um, but yeah, you know, what a great reminder. So thanks for saying that, because we do have to, it's a constant, uh, you know, surrender. It's not just a one and done. I mean, it's, sometimes it's hourly, you know, we don't even want to say it's daily, right? It's, yeah, it's, it's constant. Well, your, your fiat is um, commendable. And, and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll pray for that. We'll pray for, for you and your journey and for your family. It's, it's so, as a body of Christ, really, you know, that's what we need to be doing. Well, when we decided to have you on, um, I was lucky enough to watch the movie Unprotected. And it was just great. Uh, fantastic, actually. And I just was wondering, was there anything specifically that motivated you to produce this film? Yeah, so two things, really. And uh, so it's about the sexual revolution and and, uh, the effects of the pill. And I, you know, again, it's one of those things I never really had any interest in that. And and I remember thinking even even as I was starting to consider the Catholic Church, and I sort of had in the back of my mind, I think they have something about contraception, but I'm not going to, I'm not even going to, you know, as much of a researcher as I am, I'm not going to bother to even look into that because I don't want to mess with that. And I think God's sort of like laughing in the background. Oh, oh how, how little you know at this point. Um, two things happen. One, uh, my girls, so I have I have three girls and a boy, and the two older girls uh, became teenagers. And man, that, I mean, that just rocked me as a dad in this culture. You know, I, I mean, I feel like we're somewhat protective. It's not like we live in a hole in the ground or a cave. It's not like we're completely off the grid, but we, you know, we're trying to be protective. But I found it just to be impossible. Like, you know, even as, as sort of homeschoolers and all this stuff, I thought, man, the culture is just oppressive on these girls. What a, what a hard time they're having. And so I'm trying to deal with that. And then I did get, have, have to, 
explore a little bit more of the Catholic faith because of the research I was doing, uh, not only for the movie, but for my own journey. And as I traveled around actually filming uh, Convinced and talking to all these converts all over the country, um, I realized that, one, the Catholic Church's teaching on sexuality, on one hand, drove a lot of them away, or at least was a big roadblock, you know, a big wall, an obstacle they had to overcome. But when they learned it, when they studied it, it became this huge attraction. Like, it became just such a, a bright light drawing people into the church. And, that, and then as I'm studying that, I'm like, man, this is, this is actually the answer for the issues that I'm having with my daughters. Like, as I studied that, this, and this was for convinced, I thought, man, this is a huge issue. So after, you know, now fast forward a couple of years, we're like, all right, what's the next project? And I thought, you know, we got we to gotta do this sexual revolution thing. We got to do this Humanity Vitae's 50th anniversary is coming up. And so uh, that's how we got doing this film. We, we have uh, four girls and two boys. And, and Don, when you say, you know, you, you can protect them, but the culture is so pervasive and invasive that we almost have to take that uh, a different stance in a way of arming them. So what is the best way to arm them? Well, it's always with truth. And so I'm so thankful that you did this movie. I mean, we, we have conversations with not just our girls, but our boys too, about really understanding the whole picture of the church's teaching on sexuality. Because while sadly, I think women have suffered the, the most over the last 50 years, what I'm starting to see, and I don't know if it's it's simply because of where I am in my age and where my children are, but I'm seeing how it's shifting to the men becoming now the new ones suffering, right? Because the, the message that uh, I have to almost protect the boys from, too, is that they're not valuable because of kind of where this feminism of, you know, the sexual revolution has uh, taken women to that it's almost um, so against men. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's completely uh, anti-men. Uh, that's, it's not, I, it's sort of touched on in the film a little bit. It'll have to be almost a separate, uh, a separate story about all the devastating consequences to men, but yes, absolutely. And even as, uh, depression rates and suicide rates are skyrocketing, uh, among young women, I think they're even higher among middle-aged men. Actually, that's, that, that's the worst demographic right now. Uh, yeah, because men have, I mean, look, the Catholic Church's teaching on sexuality, of course, is good for everyone, right? Like it's, That's right. It has this, it has this amazing um, character-building, virtue-building effect on men and women. It's the ideal way to uh, raise children, right? I mean, it's it's just good. And so, yeah, in as much as as we did sort of focus on uh, women and the consequences uh, to them, yeah, it's. I mean, it's been devastating for everyone. It really has. So, you know, I, I love how you're talking about the, the teaching of the church, too, because it is so beautiful, and it's so life-giving, and obviously no pun intended in that, but in so many ways, from an emotional standpoint, from a unitive standpoint, procreative, all of it. And as Mother Church, she she did think of all of that for us, right? It's not just going to benefit us in one area. It's going to be in so many areas. So w- what do you hope your viewers gain from seeing this movie? Yeah, that's a good question. It's a little bit of a different uh, film in that, um, I mean, as a filmmaker, what you generally want to do is is make people laugh, make people cry. Uh, you know, it's a very sort of emotional experience. And, and ultimately, if they think about stuff a little bit, I mean, that's 
just because of the medium. Uh, you know, pictures, it, it works in a different way, and story works in a different way. Personally, uh, as a teacher, I'd love to just sit everybody down, honestly, in a lecture room and just you tell them, like, here's the facts, believe these, line up your life, you know, you'll be good. Uh, movies don't work that way. So it, this, though, is a little bit, I mean, as much as I want people to really feel the stories and, and get angry at the lies that have been told and, you know, the abuse that has been heaped on everyone because of this, uh, I mean, again, I, I would like them to think and just even consider that perhaps we have been fed a bill of goods. Like, even if, if I can just get people to just open up their perspective just to just a smidge, you know, it's like uh, I've had a lot of non-Catholics actually working on the film and uh, to a person, they're like, you know, I this never even crossed my mind. And that's because it's like the air we breathe in this culture. You know, it's like you get food, you get water, you wake up, you go to sleep. I mean, stuff you don't think about. That's how the culture views um, the the anti church teaching, right? Like the, the sexual ethics of the culture is just taken for granted. This, they never even consider that this all might be a lie, you know, that, that we're living in a house of cards, that it's like, I don't know if you guys have ever seen that. It's it's not, I don't recommend it, but a movie Idiocracy came out several years ago where, you know, <laughs> jump in the future and everybody's like drinking Gatorade and putting it on their plants and wondering why things don't grow. And and somebody shows up from the past who, who was an idiot really in the past, but he's now the smartest person in the whole world because he's just like, you know what? That, that's all lies. Like you guys have been getting fed lies all this time. I kind of hope that I just, if, if people would just start to think, oh, I mean, could it, could it possibly be that? Everything we've been fed since we were little might not be true. That that would be awesome. You know, that, that's really funny. I've actually seen pieces of that film. Uh, one of my husband's friends mentioned it. Like, like this is where we are. This is, yeah. we, we are living out idiocracy. And um, to, to not be so crude, um, pornography is a really huge part of that movie. Um, well, right, right. Yeah, yeah. It's pervasive. Like this is what people live for. Is is their their like they have their time. That's all they do is sit and watch pornography. It's really disturbing, actually. Um, I couldn't watch the whole thing, but no. Again, yeah, we're not recommending it. No, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's but it it's just the idea that people believe a lot of things and don't think about them that simply aren't true. I mean, that was one of the things that struck me. Uh, about researching, I, you know, I started the the documentary really not knowing exactly where it was going to go. It's kind of you, you write books, you make films, and you, you start doing the research. Like, well, we think this is the story, but I, you know, I didn't really realize um, the extent to which there was just bald faced, blatant lies being told. I mean, the propaganda campaign over the last hundred years in this country to break up the family has been immense, you know, and it's stuff that you just don't hear about, you don't realize. And, um, yeah, we are living in a in a state where it's we don't even really have a, a close to a clue about how many lies we just sort of accept on, on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure you probably experienced quite a bit of that in your conversion. I, I myself am, am a revert, and I remember going through this process of um, a little bit of grief and a little bit of, okay, I feel really lied to, even when my, uh, ironically, Southern Baptist Sunday school teacher made a comment about contraception way back when uh, we were first married, being an abortifacient. 
and I was raised Catholic, and I didn't believe it then. Anyway, the research, it's, it's just really fascinating how we never question something. And, and then when, like you said, you, you get to that place where you start doing the research, and I'm sure you saw that in your research um, back historically speaking in a, in a Christian sense. Wow. The propaganda it's, there. It, that's actually true. I mean, it's very similar um, – very similar process, uh, becoming Catholic in the sense that, oh, I, I never really realized what the Church Fathers taught, or I never really realized that some of these beliefs I grew up with, you know, were made up whole cloth, you know, in 1853 or whatever. Like, there's, there's a, lot of, a lot of beliefs like that that were taught as kids or whatever, as adults. We don't know their source. We don't know that this is not uh, historical. We don't know that they don't have a, a strong foundation. And, you know, I do get, I actually, it's not so much the sense of, you talked about how you felt lied to. And and in a sense, I, I do by certain people, right? Like, uh, you know, I talk about Helen Gurley Brown and her work at Cosmopolitan and a lot of stuff I didn't get into in the movie, you know, like like Kinsey, for instance, just a, oh. a, a bald-faced liar, right? And just making up stuff. And, this, and, and the way that was... Um, propagandized throughout the culture and all. And in a sense, I mean, yes, we were lied to at some level, but there's a lot of people in the culture in the same way that there's a lot of evangelicals, for instance, my, you know, my friends and family, I'm just, I'm very still in that world a lot. It's not like I feel like they're lying to me or even that they got lied to. It's just that they don't know. I mean, they just have never been taught. It's like, you know, they, they grew up in this culture. They were never taught anything else. And it's tough. You know, I was thinking about why do I keep making these films that people, if they if they actually see them and take them to heart, it's going to cause this huge change in life. Nobody wants to do that. I mean, nobody wants to to say, oh, everything I've built my life on, I, I see now is a bit has been wrong. <laughs> it's like these these are not like commercially viable, you know, huge ideas. Anyway, um, but it's tough. You know, it's tough when when people, uh, you know, saw me become Catholic and they're like. You can sort of feel like, but if that's true, Don, you know, what was I doing in Sunday school? I mean, you know, if that's true, like, it's not so much that they're arguing for and against propositions. It's just like, man, you know, emotionally and, and psychologically and relationally, I don't know if I can really handle this. And I think just think there's a lot of that in the culture with some of these debates. I mean, I hope the film opens up that. But, you know, you start talking about contraception or even abortion or divorce or any of all these things. I mean, a lot of people have been involved in that. A lot of times, you know, not really through too much fault of their own. And to start to question it is, is to, you know, dig in. You, you get into some deep waters there uh, with people. And I just so, you know, hopefully it's not like. That's, I guess that's one of the reasons I make films is that it's, it's sort of a, a, a passive, you know, non-threatening, hey, just, just watch the movie, think about it, feel a little bit. I'm not, I'm not calling you a liar. I'm not saying that you, you know what I mean? Like, just, but, but maybe, maybe some of the stuff that we've been taught all our lives isn't entirely accurate. Right. Right. And I, I do want to answer that real quick. Um, it's, I do feel like I had that process of, Oh, well, they just lied to me, but you are right. And and thank you for kind of really clarifying and softening that, because that's not really what I meant. I'm not right. calling people liars. They truly don't know. And there is not an intent of malice there. And um, 
And I know that. And so really, once you can kind of get past that little grieving and forgiving process and and walk in the mercy that the Lord has for us, then we can in turn have mercy for them and pray for them so that they can too be freed and be able to walk in the truth that um, the Lord has graced us with in in this season of our lives. So, Mm-hmm. Well, I Don, I commend you for you know stepping out into the water with that because I'm I'm sure that's something that would cross through my mind too. Like, oh wow, like I need to talk about this topic, but boy, it's really going to call people into a place of discomfort. But that's so much of what Jesus said. It was like the the passage that I struggled with, and I've born and raised a Catholic. I never left the church. I have to come up with some sort of a term for maybe the phases I went through, <laughs> and right. you know because d- definitely I became more entrenched in my faith after what I call a radical encounter with Jesus. Uh, But prior to that, it was really more of my parents' faith. But the passage that I'd always struggled with is, I'm pretty sure it's Matthew, is that when Jesus said, I came to divide, you know, mother against daughter, father against son. And I thought, oh, how could this man say that? But understanding as an adult what he was talking about, I mean, his teaching is so radical. It is that it is going to cause this uh, tension between relationships that you just think couldn't possibly have tension in them. And it's not meant to humiliate. It's not meant to be divisive. It's that the truth is so strong and revealing that that's often what happens, right? I mean, you can look at, at any touch point in our culture today, pick any hot topic, and most likely you're going to have a family divided on, uh, to, to some way. But what yeah, the be- right you know, the beautiful thing about when you know I ask that question like what are you hoping for, for your viewers and you know what I really loved and what resonated with me is that you know that just just maybe maybe they'll consider and that is beautiful because that's you know I think sometimes we can get overwhelmed in our walk like when when we see people so far from the truth and we're desperate for them to understand it like we want to give them so much right it can be like drinking from a fire hose but that's not really what what God's ultimately asking for us he's sometimes just saying can you just plant one little seed for them to consider I'll take it from here you know I'll do the rest. And that's a lot of what you're doing through these movies is you're just kind of laying, you know, tilling the soil a little bit and maybe laying one seed for consideration. And that is awesome. So for people to consider that, I think is is great. That's a that's a big step. It's a ripple effect. Yeah, it and it, everybody's story is just so different, you know. I think it has helped me uh studying conversion stories to the church. In realizing that, you know, these things, I mean, they take a long time often. You know, you do get the instant ones, but it takes a long time, and there's so many little little pieces that go into it. It's, it's not usually just like one person sat down and gave me an argument, and I was convinced. I mean, it just doesn't happen. And I feel like that's sort of the same approach uh, we have to take with some of these sexual ethics stuff, you know, it's just like, I, I get that it's going to be a huge leap for you to go from uh, the current cultural norm to the church's teaching, but uh, let me just, yeah, exactly like you said, plant a seed, just get you to consider that maybe, you know, just maybe the everybody's not completely crazy on the other side. And in fact, that's, I mean, the, the steps... Uh, convinced sort of follows, you know, four different stages. Uh, it was sort of a, a storytelling tool, but four different stages to the church. And generally, 
one of the first steps is to think, huh, what if my current worldview isn't adequate? Like, what if the way I think about the world now isn't really satisfactory? And then the second step is, well, hold on, what if the Christians that I know aren't completely crazy, you know? And I think that's the same thing with sexual ethics. People are already to the point, even without any Catholics coming in and telling them anything, a lot of people are already to the point of saying, you know what, this whole sexual revolution thing is not working out the way it was supposed to. Like, even even just on their own, they're realizing this is this is craziness. You know, I'm not I'm not happy. Uh, I talk to I talk to young women all over the country, and one of the things I asked them, especially those that had been involved in the hookup culture, I said, you know, in, the morning after in your dorm, are there any women? who look back on the night before any, like, just give me one. Are there any that look back on the night before and say, that was great? No, I didn't hear one. (laughs) There was zero. No, nobody's happy about this. And so like, that's the first stage. People are already at that stage. And then if we can come in and say, you know what, maybe Catholics aren't completely crazy. Like maybe there's some historical norms here. Like, does anybody even know that people like Freud and, and, uh, President Roosevelt and all these people, like, does anybody even know that until 1930, basically, the whole world was against contraception, right? right. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's these sort of things, just sort of planting a seed, you know, saying, hey, um, maybe w- there's there's a little bit more to the story. And so, yeah, that's, that's sort of what I'm hoping for with this film. I think it is surprising for a lot of people to realize that birth control was kind of a new thing in 1930. Um that it, it really is a young uh, form of n- not having children. So, um, I, which you is, know, which is huge, you know, but I mean, just, sorry to interrupt you there, but yeah, it's a huge, it's a huge thing that I think if people could even get a grasp on that, you know, like, do we understand that wide acceptance of contraception morally is less than a hundred years old in the history of mankind? You know, like, mm-hmm. really, we're, we have come to the point now where we just know so much better. I, yeah, I, I just, I, I don't think people realize that. Uh, I mean, I know that a lot of evangelicals don't, like Protestant Christians don't. They just assume this is always the way. You know, they they wouldn't know that all the reformers were against contraception, that every Christian denomination in the world up until 1930 was was against it. So, yeah, I just think there's a lot of facts out there that haven't, haven't been brought to light. Right, and it wasn't just... The Catholics, it, even the reformers, yeah, um, practiced um, no contraception. So, um, it was there one interview during uh, the filming of Unprotected that really struck you, that really planted something in your own heart that you felt is is going to impact you for a really long time. Oh man, that's that's a good question. So there's so many good interviews, and I I really enjoyed them all. So, just to give the audience uh, a flavor of who's in this film, there's like Christopher West, Jennifer Fulweiler's in it, Janet Smith, Damon Owens, people who have been on your show, I know, uh, the Everts, Kristalina and Jason, Sue Ellen Brower. Um, You know, uh, our, our mutual friend, Dr. Carrie Gress, that was an interesting one. She, she did change the course of the film. I'll, I'll say that. Um, I wasn't, I did, hadn't really thought that much when I started the movie, just hadn't didn't know much about it and hadn't thought too much about the feminine genius and really 
um, the teaching on who or what a woman is, that actually didn't, when I started uh, production, I didn't really realize we were going to go in that direction. And when I talked to Carrie, that she really helped open my eyes a lot to some of that stuff. And so I think that uh, that was sort of a turning point in that I, you know, we were kind of in the middle of the movie, like, oh, where are we going to go with this? <laughs> and uh, I got to talk to her. And that just seeing like, all right, we know that this is bad for women, but what, what's the positive and men too right but what's the positive message like we don't just want to have a negative story here like okay this has been terrible uh but what what's the response and i hadn't really realized all the work that the church had done i mean john paul ii certainly but even before that uh the church has done a lot of work you know in in the positive message uh of of what it means to be a woman and so yeah i mean carrie was was a really cool interview i thought I have to say, I have to jump in. I'm probably going to jump in front of Megan here, but I have to say, you know, and, and our listeners know, we we do a lot of work with Carrie, with Helena Daly, and, and we talk on a regular basis. You know, we've I've read her articles, and I have to say that her interview, the portion of her interview was really good, and she said some things in the interview I thought, well, I didn't know that. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know I, did, I didn't know that about her. I didn't. Um, she has a great story. She really does have a great story. And, um, and of course, she can articulate these things in such a beautiful way that uh, women can relate to and hopefully men can, can also relate to and, and it can touch their, their hearts the same way. But I agree. I think her interview was um, poignant. Yeah. Oh, she was awesome. It's great. Well, we have surely piqued the interest of our podcast listeners. So how do we point uh, our thriving in the trenches and beyond all of that? How do we point people to have the privilege of viewing this movie? Yeah, so the website, the official website is unprotectedmovie.com. That's uh, the first place to go. And we are releasing it several ways. So we're going to be doing the uh, the video on demand. Uh, I'm sure it will uh, it will be on Amazon, Amazon Prime eventually, all that sort of stuff. We're selling the DVDs um, through my website, through unprotectedmovie.com. Uh, they'll be available on Amazon and through Ignatius Press and, and a bunch of other uh booksellers, DVD sellers. Um, another thing we're doing, though, that, that we're excited about is uh, a little movie tour. So you can show Unprotected in your parish or at your local theater at really little or no cost to you. And so I say that with a few caveats. I mean, depending what you want to do, there, there might be a fear too. But as we, we've set it up so that you can do it really, really cheaply and potentially have um, me and or one of the stars of the movie uh, show up at your event. And so I have found, I mean, with Convinced, uh, we learned a lot. It's so cool to get in the theater with people or at your parish with people and be able to chat with them after and, and view these things as a group. As much as I, I love, you know, the video downloads and the availability to buy DVDs and hand them to your friends or whatever, um, if you can set up a screening, that's a really cool way to to view this film, I think. So that's what I would recommend. It's an easy-to-fill-out form at unprotectedmovie.com. Uh, contact me. I will uh, get back to you as quickly as possible. You can go to donjohnsonministries.org. And we would love to bring the movie right to your local community. So that's to me like that. If you can do that, that's awesome. 
And of course, all the other ways that you watch movies, those will be available as well. That sounds great. I'm ready to plan something. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's, let's sign it up. Right I'm, <laughs> I'm serious. I'm like, we could have a Thriving in the Trenches viewing. We could do a Helena Daily viewing. Yeah. Um, yeah, because you know what? What the, the great part about this, too, is it sparks a conversation. You know, people don't just walk away. It be, it's the beginning, you know, right. it's, it's the yeah, beginning absolutely. of the next, the next phase. Um, this has been honestly such a pleasure to have, have you on. And I'm hoping that whenever you have another project, we, we can, we can get you back on. Cause I, I can just hear all the things going in your mind. I see, I see something else coming out at some point, uh, maybe geared towards men. So. Yeah, absolutely. That would be great. It's, it's been awesome to talk to you, Becky, Megan. Love it. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here. All right, Becky, how inspiring is Dawn? Um, I think that it was, wow, it's such a full conversation. Um, we, we really could have talked for a really long time, and we will definitely have to have him back on. But he just, his journey is really, really um, just fascinating. I love I love hearing how the Lord is working in his life. It is. It's it's so awesome. Well, we we absolutely have to have him back on. Um, yeah, I mean, I love his whole. I love his old journey, but you know, I loved his realness too in the midst of all that. Because can it be really easy for us to like hear a little bit of his story in a snapshot and be like, "Wow, he's got it all figured out, and now he's living this glamorous lifestyle of movie produ- <laughs> producing," and you know, for him to chime in and be like, "Well." It's not really always like that. It's important for us to hear that because how many times do we maybe sit in a position and look at somebody else and think, wow, they've got this all figured out and it's like great and perfect and they're skipping a long life. It's never like that. You know, mm-hmm. when you when you commit to, like he did at the age of 20, um, committing his life to Jesus and saying, you know, whatever you want and having the willingness to do that, there's going to be a lot of uncertainty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, absolutely. So, so yeah, he he was just really um, inspiring in that way. And then you know, obviously, he's hugely talented too. Um, yeah, you know, and 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 the fact that he has done so many different things. And um, I actually was not privileged to see the movie Convinced. I know you have. I was privileged to see Unprotected, and I think it's just amazing. I definitely want to watch it again. I'm going to be watching it with uh, my teens that are old enough to understand it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, there is um, the there's that one gal that she, he kind of threads the interview with. She was the one that was very entrenched in that hookup culture, and so I definitely think that this is a film for older teens. Absolutely, but you know, you you wonder, like I say often, you know, how much do they know before we we think they know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. You mentioned that you see another film coming from him and and you even mentioned the men the man factor and he really he touched on this a little bit and I I made notes I kind of wanted to go back but it just was not ever a really good great time for it but you know speaking about the virtue and how women have been greatly affected by the sexual revolution and and we have and and we're just now getting to that place where we're starting to see more the evidence of how much it has affected men. And this idea, this thread of virtue and how it gives freedom 
our men are in bondage, and we've talked about this before in our other podcasts with Theology of the Body and such. It bless our hearts because they truly have been fed so many lies, and they don't n- know it's true either, and they're so formed in the culture that it is really hard to unform yourself from the culture. Maybe, Don, that could be the title of your next movie, Unformed, because <laughs> we're having to unform everything that we have been inundated with. I mean, 80s music, 90s music. Every time I listen to it in front of my kids, I'm like, oh my word, we can't listen to that. Because, but, but that's what indoctrinated us. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Um, oh gosh, yeah. You know, but that's the beauty of God's grace. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, for, for those moments where you have that, that time, you think, oh my gosh, I'm so far. I'm so far from where I should be. Like once your your eyes are, you know, kind of open up to it. And I think that's what happens. And I, he, he referenced that a little bit. Like he, he almost didn't even want to go into, he didn't want to go into this topic, you know, of contraception, right? You know, it's because you, you realize how how far apart we are from really where God has intended us to be, mm-hmm. and that can be overwhelming. <sighs> that's the beauty of grace. Like he he will he will cover it, and he will will get us to that place. We just have to be able to have the willingness to be open and seek the truth, and not be overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And we'll we'll end up hopefully on the right journey. Yeah. Yeah, because it's that impatience that comes with well how am I how have I not already arrived? I should be past that. Well, I I really hope listeners that you take the time to watch Unprotected, really uncovering some of those lies. I had no idea Cosmo was uh started in that manner. Mm-hmm. That was really big. I mean, there's just really some good factual information that will really arm us as we continue to confront the culture and uh, shape our our own lives, our own conscience, and the conscience of our children, families, and then our, you know, interactions in daily life with other people. Um, I just, again, I love how this piece of contraception in Humana Vitae and how it all threads in to so many persons and it it really impacts all persons conversion in some way or another but anyway guys thank you so much for joining us this week don't forget you can go to Thriving in the Trenches to our support page and uh, give us your financial support we do appreciate that very very much we're just grateful for all of you with us in the trenches you can find show notes on thrivinginthetrenches.com you can find us on Breadbox Media. You can subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a review on iTunes. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, where you can join the conversation. Thanks for coming. Introducing the redesigned CatholicSingles.com, featuring new ways that put the spotlight on the person and their faith, not just a profile picture. For the past 20 years, 
Faithful Catholics have used CatholicSingles.com, and the reimagined CatholicSingles.com website is ready to help single Catholics take the next step in sharing meaningful relationships with other faithful Catholics. Remember, CatholicSingles.com for faith, fellowship, and love.